right. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome. Welcome to Welcome Ministries, where we believe in the one new man in Yeshua, Jew and Gentile, the one new man being revealed. All right. Glory to God. It is so nice to know the Messiah. Isn't that? Isn't it great? Oh, we, we can talk back today. It's great to know the Messiah. My goodness. The Mashiach. The anointed one. Nobody like him. <laughs> Woo! Ah, yay, Yehuda. Glory to God. I love it. Can you just talk about him sometimes? He's just, you know, two, two believers get together. You'd be like, you know God. You, you know God. You know what he did today. This is what I experienced in my spirit. How I many can we get together like that, you know, instead of talking about, well, I got bills and, you know, this what happened here. Boo-boo hurt this. and all. No, man, let's talk. Talk about our God. Amen? It's good to give reverence to him. I love him. I love him. Um, in this ministry and in this time dispensation that we are in right now, um, we need to be prepared. We need to know some things. What is your job right now? What is your, you know, occupation right now in the kingdom? What is your purpose right now in the kingdom? What should be happening to the body of Christ at this moment right now? And what's really happening? Why um, the change of guards? What is that really about the leadership in our nation? What is that really about? And it's a, sh a shame that I have to be very careful and choose my words carefully um, so you don't get, you know, kicked off or flagged. Isn't that crazy? This is the age that we're living in. All right. Uh, I'm going to show you all something just kind of quick, and then we're going to move on to a little review, and then we're going to move on to some uh, things in Christ that he want to share with us. Amen. All right. Remember, everything with Christ is to draw him us closer to him. Amen. My goodness. Oh, minister, can you go uh, to Exodus? Since we are on our great Exodus. All right. All right. Is our. Uh, uh, make sure our res is correct. Look a little. Exodated. All right, maybe it's just me. Anyway, <laughs> minister, do me a favor. Go to Exodus chapter 1. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, go to Exodus chapter 1 and start at uh, verse 6, if you may, if you can. Can you do that for me? Is your mic on? Exodus chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. I'm reading in the Amplified Bible. The scripture reads, Then Joseph died, and all his brothers, and all that generation. Verse 7. But the descendants of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong, and the land was full of them. Verse 8. Now a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Behold, the Israelites are too many and too mighty for us, and they outnumber us both in people and in strength. Verse 10. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, 
lest they multiply more and should war befall us, they join our enemies, fight against us, and escape out of the land. Verse 11. So they set over the Israelites taskmasters mm. to afflict and oppress them with increased burdens. And the Israelites built Pithom and Ramesses as store cities for Pharaoh. Verse 12. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more they multiplied and expanded, so that the Egyptians were vexed and alarmed because of the Israelites. Verse 13. Mm -hmm. And the Egyptians reduced the Israelites to severe slavery. Verse 14. They made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar, brick, and all kinds of work in the field. All their service was with harshness and severity. Verse 15. Mm -hmm. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, of whom one was named Shepra and the other Pua, verse 16, when you act as midwives to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded, mm. but let the male babies live. Mm. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and allowed the male children to live? Verse 19, the midwives answered Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous and quickly delivered. Their babies are born before the midwife comes to them. Verse 20. No, stop right there. Ah. If you are aware, that's us right now. This is the society right now. Egypt represents the world. It represents bondage. But because of the oppression, the Hebrews grew in stature. They grew and multiplied. This is why evangelism now should be so important and the focus as we are going through here and we should be unstoppable by the time the police come that they, they, they don't gave birth to another child they don't gave birth to an Ephraim they don't gave birth to a T see y'all don't understand what's happening here can't stop us there was a change of guard there was a change of leadership what you see in our country and this leadership now is not for you but even that's going to now work for our behalf. Get more disciples in what you're doing. Get more disciples in what you're doing. Get more disciples in what you're doing. We should be unstoppable now. We should be growing in number now. So much so that they, the world's going to be afraid. This is the word of God right here. This is the pattern that we've been in. But we can't see it. Joseph had died. And the one that came in, Pharaoh that took the leadership role, knew not him. And they said it made it, started making it tough and hard for them to do their job. Made it hard for us to gather in. See how it works. 
is where we are. I love what God has shown us. This is a pattern that we have to fulfill. Glory to God. I just wanted to bring something to us this morning so we can really see where we are. Nothing worse than being a fish out of water. It's nothing worse than being in the desert and no water. You you have to know where you are right now, where we are. The scripture is going to show us where we are. And the descendants of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong, and the land was full of them. Mm, mm, mm. Woo, my God. Ani, when you paint, paint with a purpose. When you paint, pray over your paintings and say, Lord, let whoever touch this painting, whoever I come in contact with him, let them find who you are. See, you got to be, you got to be purposeful in what you're doing now. Everything is spiritual. I was doing my study last night, and Terrence came in my heart. I texted him, I might text him, but I emailed him. Whether he get it or not, I text him, let him know how I feel. Need him. So y'all got to gotta allow your heart and the Holy Spirit to move you. Do the things you don't feel that you should be doing. Ah, goodness. Ah, Lord have mercy. Kind of father don't think about his children. Mm. My goodness. Y'all all right? Y'all see the correlation? You see the tie where we are? Just go and read that on your own tonight. You'll see where we are. And they're going to make it tough for us. But we're going to grow. Jesus, my God. That's how it works in the kingdom. Hey, glory to God. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, man. Let me go back here to finish up. I want to finish up last week, if I may. Can I do that? I'm going to bring it to a close. Well, I don't want to say bring it to a close. <laughs> Just that he's, on, he's, he's stopping right here. So if he's stopping right here, I'm going to stop right here and then go on. But um, it all ties in uh, to what what we've been doing. Last week we talked about um, the pattern of his presence and that was part two. And I gave y'all some things um, about um, following God's pattern. And there are people who become champions in every generation uh, who follow the pattern of God. Um, you can just, and you can put your children on the same pattern. Okay. Um, quick review here. Um, I said that God can um, restore, and you can have a person who's 40 years old, but the last 20 years of their life are wasted, you know, wasted knowledge, wasted wisdom, wasted experiences, wasted, you know, time, things that he should have achieved never came. Uh, but God, because he is a God of restoration, he can actually restore and compress all those 20 years that the canker worms ate away with. He said, I can compress all that you lost and give it to you in one year. 
I could do one day too, but you won't be able to handle that one. But I give it to you in one year, 20 years compressed into one. You know, a mother has triplets and she had it late in life, right? But he gave her three kids and out of having three different dispensations, he compressed it and they came all at once. Y'all see that? Oh, God, that's what you see. Maybe that mother didn't, wasn't going to be here to spend time with them. God said, you want me to give you two of them right now and you'll have both of them right now and compress those 10, 15 years apart. He's a God of restoration. He can restore time. He's on the outside of it. My goodness. Mm, mm, mm. I said there's a pattern uh, for longevity. There's a pattern for uh, an anointed and fruitful marriage. He said if you follow his, his boundaries and you stay within those boundaries and those guidelines, he said he'll make your home a heaven. If you would just do those things, husband, love your wives, wives, honor your husband. See, if we would stay in the boundaries of what God has, there would be no such thing as called divorce. Oh, my goodness. Mm, mm, mm. The patterns of God, my goodness, they are predictable. Woo, my goodness. This is just a little review on this thing. All right. And where I ended up at last week. Oh, I also told y'all that miracles, uh, I'm going to finish the other part on the miracles today too, though. But uh, we, we, are, we were never designed for miracles um, uh, to live off of them. Miracles are to bring you back to the mindset of faith in God. Amen. Amen. Good God. The path of God. Miracles come to reset your faith. I love it. I love it. I love it. Woo! This is just a review. My goodness. All right. I told you the last time I said uh, it's not enough to know what God can do. It's, in, it's also important to, for you to know how he does what he does. Not just important that you, knew, you know that God can do it. Yeah, he can do it. We can hear that all the time. But you have more insight if you know how he does it. Well, how he does it is his pattern. If we did that, the churches wouldn't have to do all these gimmicks uh, uh, to to get, um, you know, commerce into the church because God has set aside in patterns of his feast times and appointed times uh, to bring an offering and what he does with that offering. But we have not kept that. So now we need to make up all these type of things instead of keeping God's pattern. Amen. My goodness. Ah, man, we always. We must understand spiritual patterns, as I said last week. How God does what he does. How does God lift? How does God bless? How does God restore? How does God accept? How does God exempt? How does God promote? How does God preserve? You know, these, uh, all of those things have patterns that you can follow. Amen? All right, so that was kind of where I want to end the review, and then I'm going to finish up this right here. Um, and with that, I want us to go to uh, Malachi 3, 6. Amplify, minister. Get the word today. Malachi 3. It is in the Bible. This is Malachi chapter 3 at verse 6. 
the scripture reads, for I am the Lord. I do not change. Mm. That is why you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm just a partaker of his grace right now. Other than that, I've been consumed. <laughs> oh, my God. I am a product of his grace. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, AOH got that right, product of grace. Amen. Glory to God. That's a, that's a plug for them. Amen. Listen, <laughs> isn't that something And sh that should bring you comfort? But you, it won't bring you comfort if you don't know his pattern. It'll bring fear. I am the Lord and I change not. My goodness. Got to stop right there. Oh, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. If I was against abortion then, I'm against it now, Pope. Okay. If I was against homosexuality then, I am against it now. I change not. Mm -mm -mm, my goodness. Woo, go to Hebrews 13, 8. Hebrews chapter 13 at verse 8. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, uh -huh. is always the same. Uh. Yesterday, today, yes, and forever, to the ages. Oh, my goodness. It said Jesus, Yeshua Christ, is the same. Salvation is the same. No change. That's just God's word manifested in flesh and time. That's what just who Jesus is. He is the incarnated word of God. If you spoke a word and you could wrap it in flesh and place it in time, that would be you. Good God. That would be you. That's you. You, you, you are your words. Oh, my goodness. Woo. <laughs> Glory to God. People of God. Mm -mm -mm. Start a pattern of faith. That's what I was talking about prior to what we were saying. When are we going to start? Walking in faith. See, the problem that, that is, that's really good right there, Minister. That is really good. So it's a, it's a choice. So love is a choice. All right. Faith is a choice. Mm. <laughs> Glory to God. I said, people of God, start a pattern of faith. Listen, by praying, uh, paying attention to the teaching and instruction of me and teacher, or teacher and I, should I say, make it properly. <laughs> a pastor and a teacher is a gift from God. And I do believe that he placed that in every ministry. It's just that we, the, the teacher might be the woman, and because she is the first lady, because she is an object, see, we, we do it wrong. God has, he, he has the husband away. It has to be the pastor and a teacher. It has to be. That's in the family unit. The husband and the wife. Oh, they're going to get us, but that's all right. Oh, see, it's his pattern. It's his pattern. Oh, come on now. Your gift. You're a gift. We're a gift to, if y'all would just create a pattern that's filtered by your teacher 
and your pastor. You will find success. See, this is God's pattern for the body of Christ. The gifts that he has placed in your hand. That's what he said. For the perfecting of you. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he does not break. I've been with him. He does not break his patterns. He does not break his patterns. No matter what dispensation we are in. In Christ, our experiences of truth are like roadmaps that lead us from our desires to the presence of God. Mm-mm-mm. My goodness. Y'all want to hear that again? All right. Listen to what I said. In Christ, our experiences, truth, are like roadmaps that lead us from our desires to the presence of God. Y'all got it? Oh, my goodness. Truth. This is what truth does. Truth is a road map. All right. Hey. Oh. Amen. Amen. I love that when it bears witness. And it should be actively. The word should be actively in your life. It should be. That's exactly what I heard. That's confirmation of what he said. It should be actively, listen, manifesting in your life. If you say you love me, it should be manifesting in our lives. If you are with me, it should be manifesting in our lives. All right. Glory to God. Woo. This year, we must trust God Mm-mm-mm. and become like spiritual archaeologists and isolate an area in your life. And begin to explore and dig up what the length and the breadth of spiritual truth that is allocated for you. Woo! Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. I said a mouthful right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen, teacher. I said this year we have to become like spiritual archaeologists. Right? You have to become like spiritual archaeologists and isolate an area. So, you know, like when they find something, they isolate it, and now they begin to dig. And, and the more they begin to dig, and it more it reveals itself of what's really going, what's really there. So this time, amen. That's right. They take their time. That's right. So this year, you have to become like a spiritual archaeologist and begin to dig up what is the length and the breadth of spiritual truth. That is allocated for you. Insist this year. Y'all know what insist mean? Insist means this. To demand something forcefully. Not accepting refusal. Insist. My goodness. This is what I tried to get to last week, but like I had to bring it to an end. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Watch this. Find the key and insist Listen, in prayer, find the key this year and insist 
this year, and you will not be that listen. Find the key that you will not be a slave to your flesh. Oh, my goodness. That you will not be a slave to your emotions. Mm-mm-mm. Insist this year in prayer and come and find an area in your life that just won't die. And insist that it does. Insist, teacher, means to demand something forcefully. Listen, not accepting refusal. My goodness. That's it. That's it right there. Woo! Hey, girl, I'm about to put you up here by me. All right, hold on. Listen to this. You got to come and find that area in your life. Isolate it. That's right. See, and that's really what was going on, really, with that quarantine. Because you are finding out who you are. You're finding out your tolerance level to things. Mm-mm-mm. It ain't the other person. Stop saying it's not the other person. Say, it's me. Come on, y'all need to type that. Say, it's me. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all need to listen to this. This type of isolation is going to be good. Because you're going to deal with that thing, listen, with the spirit of wisdom. Come on. You need, to, you need to do that right now. That's what I need. Some of us ain't done that. We haven't isolated that area in our life. And now we're going to find out why I'm so emotional. Why am I moved by the things of the flesh? Why? And I'm going to insist, refuse to give up. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to show you something here. Let me show you something, what, what people do. See, they can miss this, uh, misconstrue what I said about isolation, but I'm going to show you a scripture about isolation. All right. All right. Go to Proverbs. Go to Proverbs 18.1. Now, read this in the New King James. I got the Amplified New King James. Do the Amplified New King James. I have Proverbs chapter 18 at verse 1. I like the way that came out. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> the scripture reads, He who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man, seeks his own desire and pretext to break out against all wise and sound judgment. Mm, mm, mm. Now, good. Stop right there. That's all you need. Now, read it again. Read it in the, read it in the New King James. Yes, sir. In the New King James Version, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. My God, I've read it at every translation that they have. This is the wrong type of isolation. This is the wrong type of isolation, what happens and what's going on in the world and what is quarantine. This is the wrong type of isolation. But you got to be very clear. 
I love it. Proverbs declares that fools walk a path of death. It is not deadly. It is a deadly path because of its destruction. At the end of this road of eternal separation for God and hell. It is also a path of death because it is destructive. All alone, listen, all, all along the way, from the beginning to the end, Proverbs can be accurately viewed as, listen, um, it, 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 I love it because it tells you that you're foolish. It, it, it tells you that you're foolish. Listen, we need to understand something about this isolation here. Um, and it's sin. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't read. Avoid, listen, avoid sinful attitudes and speech. Fools are plagued with selfish attitudes and sinful speech. Fools. Notice the depth of their depravity in, their pa- in that patches. How they think and how they speak. Those who are wise or wise to be wise, listen, are wise, need to be on guard at all times. Lest they fall into the same sinful, watch this, pattern. At all time. Listen, uh, do not be antisocial. See, the enemy know what he's doing with us. Uh, He know what this quarantine and what's going on here. Do not be antisocial, right? This is what it's saying. It is selfish and it defies or defiles wisdom. Y'all ain't ready. People who think only of themselves, who are selfish, and self-watch this sufficient. People think that that's a good thing. That's exactly what it is. Unfriendly and antisocials are fools. Very foolish is what it is. They are foolish because, watch this, they withdraw and separate themselves in order to satisfy their own serving, self-serving desires. Watch this. For example, this is what happened. So you gotta, you're going to find out who you are. For example, people who withdraw when they are offended. People withdraw when they do not get their own way. People withdraw when they do not agree on listen every detail with other persons or organizations. People withdraw when they do not want to sacrifice or give to others. This is what people do. This is what we do. This is isolation. Y'all hear that? Wow, this is just a this is just something I wanted to bring into y'all last week. Any number of excuses can be given by any individual who wants to isolate him or herself from others. That's what we do a lot of times. No matter the excuse, withdraw from others and living in isolation or isolated life is foolish behavior. God didn't create us like that. Being antisocial may also apply to a person who is uh, I want to say this, who is divisive and quick to end relationships okay. over petty matters. This is the mo- see, nobody wants to endure. That's why marriage is in because no one wants to endure. 
Oh, Jesus, my God. Y'all listen to me. Uh, listen to this. They're quick. People who are antisocial and are really just self-centered around them. They're quick to end relationships over petty matters. This is most unwise. It is simply defies a sound judgment. It defies sound judgment or defiles sound judgment. That's what he said in verse 18. Listen to that. Wow. My goodness. Y'all can see what's happening to our, our world and people now. Just to help your discernment. Uh, and it is simply defiles sound judgment. When God created man and Adam, he knew that man needed companionship. It was not good for man to walk, listen, all alone in life. People who think that they are self-sufficient and need nobody. Mm. You know people like that, don't you? And need nobody. Or else, listen, uh, that people who walk like this are self-sufficient and need nobody else's, uh, nobody else are sure to fail. And when they do, there will be nobody there to help them. Unfriendly people are quick to sever relationships. Marriages, friendships, business associations, and even church involvement. Mm -mm -mm. In contrast to those who wise, who build good relationships with others. I told you men are builders. They realize that strong relationships strengthen them and their church community, their city, and even the nation. Mm -mm -mm. Teacher, I'm just saying... This is why relationships are so important, because it strengthens you. <sighs> selfish persons, quick to end a relationship, quick to get out of it. I'm selfish. You have poor judgment. You're going to fall, and no one's going to be there for you. Mm -mm -mm. I don't say it a mouthful right there. All right. I'm going to leave that alone right there. The greatest way, teacher, to walk with God is to follow his principles because it brings predictability to our Christian experience if we follow. I raise my hand. You should follow. Because I saw something beyond the CDC. What I saw is your faith. Your fear. That was a hard thing for me to see. It was necessary for me. That mean I can't leave you behind. I got to come back now and get you. you. You can't lead and you don't see where your leaders are. I'm not leading them. I'm just going. Okay. Oh, this is a good thing. It's a good thing. Amen. This is the year of what? Accountability and growth. Here we go. 
<laughs> Another thing, I just want y'all to know, I just want y'all to know, when there's adversity, when you're, and it's just you, see, what we do is clam up, go into the shell, and do exactly what I just told you, withdraw. When I was having the issue with the other pastor, I said that it made me want to humble myself even more. See, it, you have to do the opposite of what you feel or what you think you should feel or how you should feel or that you're just in feeling the way that you feel. See, growth. It's maturity. My goodness. Woo! That's part. That's why I need to bring in back to what I was talking about death. In the believer, I got to got to transition to that. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. See, in another leader, you can't be afraid to see who you're leading, and where they are. You cannot be afraid. Mm-hmm. Where our faith will be tested again. <laughs> it has to be. We didn't pass that test, so it's going to repeat itself. Okay. All right. But see, if I didn't have the vision, if I was in my feelings and emotions and respond like you would respond, I wouldn't be qualified to lead you, direct you, guide you. That's why I say you can't be, if you are called to be a shepherd, you better be called to be a shepherd. Most of the time, the shepherd was in the field and he was alone. He was by himself, just the sheep. All right. Ain't no other sheep herders with me. Anyway. Ah, the greatest way. Oh, I make my bed in it. It's my Bethel. It's my home. (laughs) Ha ha! Glory to God. The greatest way to walk with God is to follow his principles because they are predictable. And be predictable for our Christian experiences. Miracles. Here we go. It's the last and then I'm going to switch over to the other thing. Miracles are also a proof that something went wrong, teacher. Mm-mm-mm. Miracles are also proof that something went wrong. And the mercy of God is coming to correct that constraint. I know I said earlier in the teaching that we were never designed to live off miracles, right? Miracles are a proof of God's system to help us so that now when the problem is solved, we can get back to the pattern that creates, watch this, consistency. Mm -mm -mm. Amen? That's what I want to make sure that I'm not distracted. I get back on the pattern of consistency. I'm telling you, this faith teaching out here today is a mess. Mm-mm-mm. It is a mess. All right. Here we go. Y'all all right? Yes, sir. Y'all together? You good? Yes. All right. Y'all with me? Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Okay. <laughs> all right. Amen. We're we going to grow this year. How else are we going to grow? If there's any anything to grow against, you know, you're going to do resistant training. You've got to have something hard to push against. 
That's how you grow. If you to do resistant training means you got to get against that wall and push that wall because it's not going to listen. What's it going to do? It's going to strengthen your tenders, your inner part of you. And the more you do it, the stronger you become. So you got to be able against things that are seem to be immovable. That's how you're going to build your strength. Oh, Jesus, my God. That's what COVID should be. It should be something to build our strength. Not abounding in its fear. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Woo! Here we go. <laughs> Glory to God. As I was telling y'all before, do y'all know that death ends? Um, where death ends, that's also uh, the resurrection or the resurrection uh, where resurrection starts. Where death ends, that's where resurrection starts. All that happens in the grave. The grave is very important. The seed of resurrection in the, the grave. Oh, hold on. The seed of resurrection starts in the grave. Mm -mm -mm. The seed of resurrection uh, is death. That's what it is. The seed of the resurrection is death. So when a thing is dying, it's because it wants to live. Mm -hmm. Listen to that. <laughs> you go right ahead. You go run around thinking it. <laughs> Y'all listen to that. So when that seed is in the ground, it, it is not dead until it's buried. It can't come alive until it dies. Oh, the seed of, of resurrection is death. So when a thing is dying, it's because it wants to live. This is a mystery. When a believer lives, listen, we as believers live by dying. That's it. We as believers, we live by dying. Mm -mm -mm. So then death, I got it now, teacher. So then death works in us. Go to 2 Corinthians. Let's go to the book. Mm. No. Oh, my God. Teacher, you better say that. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.12. Hold on. 4.12. Uh, 4.12. Um... Let me see. Okay. I mean, you can read the whole thing, but man, I'll tell you. But it's so good. It's so good. So, Minister, go ahead and read 4.12. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 at verse 12. Thus, death is actively at work in us. But it is in order that our life may be actively at work in you. Who is it you? Who is it you? You or you? <laughs> okay, hold on. Woo, glory to God here. I love it. Read it again. Read it again. Read that again. The scripture says, thus death is actively at work in us, but it is in order that our life mm. 
may be actively at work in you. My goodness. Deny, Jesus denied himself in order to live for Christ. Hmm. Paul died to self, excuse me, that he would live for Christ. Dying means the sense that which Jesus was dying every day. Every day. I know we don't think like this. I know we're not thinking about dying every day. No, we're not. You're thinking about living. What you got to do, what appointment you got to meet, what you got to say, you're preparing for this, what I got to eat, all this thing. We're not thinking about dying every day. We're not thinking about that. Because we would, we would do things differently. We would respond differently. He came to secure a perfect righteousness in men. To do this, he had to live a sinful or a sinless life, y'all. Imagine the mastery teacher over his thoughts. And he had a nature just like you and me. He had propensities just like, he had emotions just like you and me. Imagine that. And then knowing all the power that resided in him. Knowing that he was God. Oh, my goodness. And he said, I still got to die to my own desires. Because if you have a natural, if you have a, a nature or human nature, it has and it comes with its own desires. It come in with its own built-in God. Your old nature. Self-sufficient, relying on nothing but its emotions. Oh, Jesus. We, 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 ain't, we ain't doing this thing right, y'all. Hmm. So when God wants to give you life, he kills you. That's harsh. Hell, the Bible says it's a time to die, it's a time to murder, time to kill. So when God wants to give you life, he kills you. Here's a ram in the spirit. Can I give you a ram in the spirit? Go to Galatians. Let's do a little work, work the word a little bit. Y'all like to work the word? That way, you know, it just ain't me talking. You're really just hearing me listen. That's what you're hearing is my listening. When I give you the scripture, I'm just hearing what he said. Amen? Amen. Go ahead. Galatians 2.20. Hey, glory to God. Galatians chapter 2 at verse 20, reading in the Amplified Bible, the scripture reads, I have been crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. Stop, stop, stop. Have, when you read this, you can't just read it. You have to read it and put yourself there. I, Rod, has been crucified yeah. with Christ. I ain't say Pastor Rod, I say Rod. Go ahead, read that. Yeah, put yourself there. We can do just reading it. Read it right. 
<laughs> yes, sir. I, Alfred, Go ahead. have been crucified with Christ. Mm, mm, mm. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. All right. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me. And the life I now live oh. in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in oh. the Son of God, who loved me, thank you, and gave himself up for me. For me. Oh, my God. If that don't do nothing to your spirit, you got to read it again. Oh, there's nobody like him. Oh, Jesus. I have to stop because I'm going to go somewhere. <laughs> I got to finish. Woo, my goodness. When you just hear that, I've been crucified with him. But see, teacher, if you don't have the understanding of his birth, death, and resurrection, see, that's going to just bypass you. That won't be the, a spiritual attachment to that. Mm, mm, mm. Watch this. The more I die, the more I become alive. The more I die. See, it's a daily thing. I told you most of us don't think about death. You might think about death, you know, and this COVID here is more relevant now. But not death to self. Every time you wake up, that thing resurrecting in you. The more I die, the more I become alive. This is the real life of a Christian. This is the kind of death that can transist a man, listen, whole life. Can transform his whole life. The more I die to self, the more I find out I'm alive in the spirit. Woo! I'm just got to tell you here. Here we go, teacher. The more I die to self, Listen, the more I die to self, the more I find out I'm alive in the spirit. I'm alive in his glory. I'm alive in his grace. This is the price for the anointing. See, this is what we, mm -mm, mm -mm. oh my goodness. Oh, teacher, I just want to turn the table over right now. The more I die to self. You think this is a one-time death to self, and it's not. It is a daily mortifying of the flesh. It's a daily crucifixion of the flesh. That's why we can't be Christians at the level that we're supposed to be. This is why we can't. This is why there's no manifestation of the life of Christ in a Christian. We are the most touchy-feely, sensitive people in creation. And we're supposed to be dead. The more I die to self, don't miss it. The more I find out I'm alive in the spirit. The more I find out I'm alive in glory. The more I find out I'm alive in his grace. This is the price for the anointing, teacher. Death. Woo, watch this. The way some people are seeking the things of God or the spirit, they will never find them. 
Because this, there is, listen, watch this. Because there is no formula that can replace death. I don't care how many books you read, conferences you go to, how many hands been laid on you. Nothing can replace the death of the believer. Go ahead, teacher. I got something for you. I got something for that, too, in his teaching. You, you right there. Watch this. Death is the ultimate victory over the flesh nature. Death is the ultimate victory over the flesh nature. It's the ultimate victory over your flesh is death. Mm, mm, mm. Teacher, this is why it seems easier for other people to walk in the new life. We are supposed to be, we're supposed to have victory in. This is why it's, it seems like, oh, teacher can do this, he do this, and it's victory, because she, she's dead. And we're supposed to be walking in victory. Well, the victory is because you are dead. That's the only way you're going to walk in victory. And I told you, a dead man, only a dead man can carry the glory of God. I got something. It is not enough to be available. You must be usable. It is not enough to be available. You have to be usable. I'm, I'm going to be in here. <laughs> the Bible said, open wide and I shall feed you. Glory to God. That's what we're doing right now. See, that's a, I love it because it is a feeding. I love the elder, elder chief. He always say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's something about it when he say, taste and see. My goodness. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Teacher, it's not enough to be available. You got to be usable. You got to be usable. I'm trying. I'm trying here. The Bible says this. And let's go to 2 Timothy. Uh-huh. Go to 2 Timothy. Woo. Uh, do the King, do the King James and Amplified on this one. I ain't even got a chance to go to the foundation. Oh, oh my God. Go to 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 21. Uh-huh. Hold on, let me get mine. Second <laughs> Timothy. Two. Well, amen. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, teacher. Hallelujah. This is 2 Timothy chapter 2 at verse 19. Reading first in the Amplified Bible. The scripture reads, but the firm foundation of Ooh. laid by God stands. Ah, you get to stop right there. Read that again. But the firm foundation of laid by God stands. Yeah. Hey, glory to God. Sure and unshaken. <laughs> bearing this seal, this inscription. Ah. Yeah. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names himself 
by the name of the Lord, give up all iniquity ah. and stand aloof from it. Verse 20, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver. Pay attention. But also utensils of wood and earthenware. And some for honorable and noble use. And some for menial and ignoble use. The King James says dishonor. Dishonorable. Go ahead. Verse 21. So whoever cleanses himself from what is ignoble and unclean, who separates himself from contact with contaminating and corrupting influences, will then himself be a vessel set apart and useful, thank you, Jesus, Mm. for honorable and noble purposes, consecrated, And profitable to the master. (laughs) Fit and ready for any good work. Ah! Good God Almighty. Woo! For any good work. Oh my God. Hold on a second here. I got like another part, but I don't have time. To go in there, and I got to be mindful that I, I, I had another part on that foundation, but we're going to do this right here. In verse 20, minister, read verse 20 again. Ah, glory. At verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, mm. but also utensils of wood and earthenware. And some for honorable and noble use. And some for menial and ignoble use. Okay. Uh, And the King James there. uh, You got it in the King James? Read that in King James. Just read that right quick. In the King James Version. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, Mm -hmm. but also of wood and of earth. And some to honor... And some to dishonor. Mm. So you got people in the house that are here to honor. And you got people in the house to dishonor. They're right here. That's what the word of God says. In a good house. A great house. There you go. Listen, he's saying that in a great house, there are all kinds of vessels. Gold and of silver and wood and clay. And some vessels are unto honor, and some vessels are unto unhonor, right? Or dishonor, should I say. Then he says, a man can purge himself, any man. That means that, that, that the possibilities of metamorphosis is there. My God, my God, my God. You can transform from wood to clay and even unto gold. The Bible says that that man, that vessel, listen, of honor would be meat for the master, is what it says. Meat meaning, watch this, profitable. (laughs) In that context of the scripture, meat for the master. He will be profitable. That's what, when you see that meat, that's why I love the King James, because it says that right there, meat. He will be profitable for the master. 
It don't matter what way you come in, but you can purge yourself. And you don't have to stay clay. And you don't have to stay wood. You could be gold and silver. And he said, you will be meat for the master, profitable. Oh, Jesus. Woo! Death is the doorway, teacher, to what many believers are looking for. Death is. That one little thing. That's what most of us are looking for. It's not in the program. It's not in a protocol. It's not in these uh, menial things and your anointing and your purpose and all that. They ain't been discovered to you yet because death is required. And you still are very much alive. We, we live a fictitious Christian life. And, and we arrange all the characters that, that we do. We set the narrative. I'm going to believe like Thomas. I'm going to believe this way. I won't believe unless I do this. See there? Then Jesus says, better for them who have believed and have not seen. We miss those opportunities because they take faith, which works by love. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all all right? Ah, death. You don't die corporately. You die individually. You don't die. This ministry is not to die as a whole. This ministry is to die individually. This is what we do. You can't die for your wife. You can't die for your husband. You can't die for this ministry. Death is an individual. Mm-mm-mm. And while it is wonderful to be inspired by anointed people and great men and women of God, it's usually, they're usually sincere, right? But I'm going to speak on behalf of every sincere and honest man and woman of God. There are certain levels in the spirit teachers that even impartation cannot take. It can't take you there. No amount of study. No amount of prayer. No amount of fasting. This is a, listen, this is a well you must dig through death. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's the ultimate sacrifice that people are not willing to make as believers is what I'm finding out. You can have two pastors and they don't agree. See, And one comes and, and, and pleads to him and, and repents and he ain't did anything. See, that's the part of him that hasn't died yet. This is why, this is why you, you, you can't dig yourself out at that well. You can't go any other way. Just by isolating or separating yourself, the Bible calls you foolish. 
I just love God. To keep opening my eyes to what I'm really seeing. As long as I do my part. As long as I allow him to work through me. I'm not sinning. But to have an ark against you is sin. See, this is what we don't get. That's how the Christian, the, the normal Christian, everyday evangelical is how we live. We live in unforgiveness. It's a shame. This is why he said in his house there are all kind of vessels. Vessels of clay, wood, all of them, all there. And they don't have to stay. Isn't that crazy? This is the well you must dig through death. You have to have a spreadsheet or a track record. You, you must create in the spirit. You must come to a point that you truly die to self. Truly die to vainglory. You must come to that point. You come to a point that you died to all of these emotions, all of these carnal desires about all and how you feel. You died to all of these impulses. There has to be a point that you die to all of those impulses. You respond off of those impulses. Watch this teaching. A dead man has no feeling. Laughing at him is not enough to offend him. Talking about him is not enough to offend him. He has lost, teacher, the ability to respond in the natural. Mm -mm -mm. Woo! Come on, teacher. Come on, I know you're with me. See, this is what, you, you, just, you can just look, you ain't got to look at no one else. Just look at you. Then look at your last 24 hours. Look at your last 24 hours. 48, let's go there. That dead man, he's lost the ability to respond naturally. He's lost that. You laugh at him, he's not easily offended with that. See what you're doing. What you mean? He start laughing with you. You talk about him, he's not easily offended. You say, I was just saying the same thing about myself. See, see, I'm trying to tell y'all something. He has lost the ability to respond naturally in his own nature. Clap. Listen. Clap for him, he would not wake up to pride. Tell him he's great, and he will bow to God and not you. Mm, mm, mm. This is what a dead man does. This is the activity of a dead man. This is the activity of a dead man. Mm, mm, mm. You give him praise. 
tell him, give him all these accolades. He won't wake up deprived. Tell him he's great. And he will bow to God and not you. So as long as we are governed by these impulses that distract our spirituality, we will, watch this, this is important. We will corrupt the move of God and even the investment of the Spirit upon our lives, teachers. We have to remember we are dealing with things in the Spirit. And to do this, and to do that at the right level, teacher, you have to die to self to be useful. Amen, somebody. Listen, miracles and signs and wonders, all these things. It's not about a mighty man or being mighty men, teacher. Because that's how the Christian community responds. It's a testament of what God can do with a vessel when he dies to self. That's what you saw with Moshe. Listen to this. Amen, teacher. So everything, teacher, that happens in the earth realm. So everything in the sister that happens in the earth realm. Everything that happens from in the earth realm is a message. The message is that the more you yield, the more you die, you give God space to manifest his limitless possibilities with a man or a woman. We're getting there. We're getting there. I'm almost. I feel it. Did y'all hear that? So everything that happens in the earth realm is a message. The message is that the more you yield, the more you die, you give God space to manifest his limitless possibilities with a man and a woman. <laughs> there's, no, there's no limit to our marriage, teacher. How much space do we give God to manifest honey in our life? How much room are you giving him to manifest his presence in your life, honey? Well, to do that, the more you die, the more possibilities of his limitless presence will be on you. As I've told y'all before, there is a relationship between death and glory. Because if we do not die enough to host much or much of God, watch this, teacher. This is what I found out. If we do not die enough to host the presence of God, we will misinterpret him to a whole generation. The next generation is at the mercy of our lives to see that God can, what he can be and what he can do. See, your children, you see, mm, this, is what we're, this is what we're doing. 
You keep them home. You keep them away from this environment. You don't, you don't give them some money to sow into the kingdom. See, you're missing opportunities. Listen to what I said. Some of us are doing it right. I told you, listen to this clearly and clear, carefully. I told you there is a relationship between death and glory because we don't, if we don't have enough of God in us, host enough of God's presence in us, we will misinterpret him to a whole generation. This is what we've been seeing. A lot of us are product of that. The next generation is at the mercy of our lives to see all that God can be. Watch this, teacher. A house can have many rooms, and those rooms have different things in them. So if I lack, or so if I lock the kitchen and throw away the key, you can be in the house, but never have the privilege of partaking of what the kitchen looks like or access of the things in it. Now, it's not the builder of the house that's done this. It's not even the owner of the house that has done this. Tied into us. But it's the caretaker. The caretaker is misrepresenting the image of the owner. Because his inability to have all the keys that can open all the rooms. Listen, we are the caretakers. Do y'all understand what I just said? That door in your life that's locked, that room, you won't have full access. You can't have full access to those keys. Because when he died, he did what? He took the keys back. Now, you do have access. But you have to die to possess them. It's the only way that he could handle the keys is he had to die to possess them. Now the keys, death, hell, and the grave. Y'all got it. We must be careful in believing there is, uh, I want to say this. We must be careful in believing that all there is to Christianity is just what God wants to do for us. That's, that's, that is 95% of the teaching. That you hear is what God can do for us. While they may be well-meaning, right? But the gospel of salvation is a representation of all God has done for man. That's what salvation and that's what you bring into them. You bring into them what God has done for man salvation. But we just thinking God is all it is what he's done for you. 
take back this and get back this and all of that. And you still ain't changed. You still alive in that area. And the Bible says that he that's evil, what? Give good gifts to his children too. Mm. But how much will your heavenly father give you what? Things? He said the Holy Spirit. See how we just misinterpret? Hearts are wrong. The gospel of salvation is a representation of all that God has done for us. That's what you are bringing people. But the gospel of the kingdom is man's response to God. Oh, my goodness. But the gospel of the kingdom is man's response to God. It's important to understand that God has a need. And we should have enough intelligence to know that when a blessed man has a need. Watch this. It's an opportunity for you to be closer to him. Woo! Y'all ain't ready. I'm almost finished, teacher. I know it. I'm almost finished. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all are missing it. It's important to understand that God has a need. I'm going to show you scripture too. Don't worry. We should have enough intelligence to know that when a blessed man has a need, it's an opportunity for you to be closer to him. Mm -mm -mm. Teacher, you get close to men by meeting their needs. This is what Minister Hal, this is what Minister Greg has done. And many others, I just don't have time to name everybody. Many others, they see a need of a blessed man. And it brings them closer. They're not just sitting there saying, yeah, he got a need. They actually do it. And I said, there are other men, too. Mario knew I had a need. Minister told me what we needed to get. And it's a need. And we just think it's something minuscule. A blessing is not minuscule. Now, I can come into agreement now and confer some things for his life. Because he honors. Not complain. Honors. Mm -mm -mm. Get close to a man. Listen, to get close to a man. By meeting their needs. This is what ministers, I told you, this is what they're doing. Again, to get close to men by meeting their needs. Watch this. You get close to men by meeting their needs. Their needs. 
not desiring attention. Everybody say favor. <laughs> That's what you have on you now. Don't waste it. <laughs> but you never know when you need it. But it's going to be there when you need it. But you got it. See, but you can't want to have the attention, no desires for attention. That's what I love about Minister Hal. He just do it. He just does it. If I can keep him on that path, he's going to be all right. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Just lean forward. Your ability to serve a man's uh, needs has a powerful, it is a power, not a powerful, it is a powerful, it is a power to attract you to him. I'm going to say that again. Your ability to serve a man's need has a power to attract you to him. Watch this. That's all it is, just attraction. Okay. It says, listen, I love this part right here. Okay, hold on, let me get it right. The Bible says, let me get my little thing here right. The Bible says, he that seeketh them, watch this, God is seeking a kind of people that can meet his needs. Go to John 4, 23 and 24. I'm almost done, y'all. Y'all all right? God is seeking a kind of person to meet his need. You're going to like this scripture. You ready, men of God? John 4, 23 and 24. Ah, come on. John chapter 4, verse 23. A time will come, however. Indeed, it is already here. Ah. When the true genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, in reality. For the Father is seeking just such people as these, as his worshipers. Mm. Verse 24. God is a spirit, a spiritual being. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, in reality. Ah, truth is a pathway to the presence of God. <laughs> I keep trying to tell y'all, teacher, we could break that down. I know you ain't going to give me time to do all that, but I won't do it today. Listen. So the responsibility, I love this. He's seeking such a people to worship him. That's what he's seeking. Now y'all know the will of God. But we won't worship him in spirit. And in truth. Woo! Everybody in the house of God ain't of God. Everybody that say they worship is not worshiping God. Okay. Woo! So the responsibility, teacher, is upon us to say, listen, to, to, for us to say, Lord, this generation needs to see all that you can be and do through a vessel, a man. We need to we need to avail ourselves for God. Can we avail ourselves for God? Like Mary did. Mary said, ha ha. She said, what? Be it unto me. She didn't care, didn't understand what was it. But hey, if you have this stove that upon, be it unto me. I shall have a child. 
not knowing a man, be it unto me. What is the it? Anything. <laughs> Lord, listen. Anything. What is the it? I, I'm going to tell you. She said, be it unto me. What is the it? Anything is the it. Lord, be it unto me. That's what y'all need to say. Ain't nobody saying it. Y'all woke up this morning and said, Lord, be it unto me. Whatever it is for my life. Be it unto me. It's not just enough to issue. It's not just an issue of purpose. And then and then and an assignment in this walk with God. We should be saying, I'm available for anything your desire. Anything that you desire, you can create it and birth it through me. This is how we should be living. This is what a dead man does. We should be saying, I'm available for anything you desire. Anything you want to create and birth through me, I'm available. It should be, Lord, if you must be, if you want me to give up my CEO status. Lord, if you want me to give up my pastoral ship and become a carpenter today. If it will satisfy your needs, then let that CEO title, let that pastoral title die immediately. Because, Lord, I'm more obsessed about your needs than a title. See, can we get to that point? Can we get to that point? I drop everything. If that's what you want to become, if that so fits your desire, so be it unto me. I give up everything, so be it unto you. If it satisfies your needs, Father, mm, 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 will I do it? Oh, no. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! See, that's a vessel of gold. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! Watch this, teacher. I'm almost there. I know I said it again, but I'm almost there for real. You need to hear this. Y'all need to hear this. Will my leaders in here? Y'all listening? We should be flexible enough to become and do anything that will bring joy to God's heart. Y'all hear that? We should be flexible enough to become anything that will bring joy to the heart of God. This is what alignment is all about. It's not the ritual of just maintaining an office or a title, but flexibility, teacher, to be all God wants and what he wants to birth through you. That's where we should be. I want to be all that he wants me to be and what he wants to birth through me. So it's a challenge that we go back and say, Lord, I unveil myself. I'm misrepresenting you in my incomplete and in my inconsistent alignment. There is more to you than a generation can see through my life. But my life continues to misrepresent you. But not allowing, listen, by not allowing of the virgin dimensions 
of you to be revealed. So let the deaf work in me. And as the deaf begins to work in me or in you, you become a vessel, meat, fit for the master. I'm almost finished. Let me see where I am. Oh. I need, to fin- I need to stop, huh? Teacher said I need to stop. Okay, this is what I want to say. Make sure y'all got this. Okay, I'm done right here. She said stop. I'm going to stop right here. Okay, so I just want to make sure that you got this point right here. And I said, so it's a challenge. What you should be saying is, Lord, unveil myself. I have been misrepresenting you um, by my incomplete and inconsistent alignment. There is more to you than a generation can see through my life. But my life continues to misrepresent you, not allowing the other virgin dimensions of you to be revealed. Right? So let death work in me. And as the death begins to work in me, you become a, or that person becomes a vessel, fit. Listen, becomes meat, fit for the master. That's what the scripture said. Amen. I'm going to stop right here. I, I want to go on, but I have to be obedient to teach. I hope I've given y'all uh, some foundation today again on death. And uh, let's get to dying. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you for the word today. I honor you. I thank you for all the people who have come on the live stream to view and uh, be ministered to. Father, we bless you here. We thank you, Father, that our faith follow, is following you. You are the perfect example of how we should and continue to uh, operate, how we are to love one another, Father. We ask right now and just ask for your forgiveness and repentance, Father, uh, for not representing you properly to the generations yet to come, Father. So we honor you. We thank you for preparing our minds, our hearts, Father, uh, for these uh, times that are coming. Father, let us continue to be bonded in the peace of unity, Father. We love you. We honor you, Father. We bless you. And we shall show not only by speech, but indeed how we care for one another. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.